Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The roads are f- fucked, bro. The roads are just mad. Every wow. minute I'm in flipping traffic. I hate it, bro. It's a joke. It's an actual joke. Sadiq Khan. Sadiq Khan. Rishi Sunak. Yeah, yeah, do something. All them are jokers. Yeah, do something, but they They've won't. They've ruined bro. the roads. Sadiq Khan's ruined the roads. He has a war on motorists. He's what? He has a war on, there's a thing called the war on motorists. I don't know about that. You don't know about it. Google no. it, the war on motorists. Like, he's the one that's like putting ULEs and all of these things. Oh, okay, fair. Changed all of yeah, the yeah. roads to like 20 miles per hour, the dual carriageways to 40 miles per hour. Like, how's the A406? 40 miles per hour with average speed check cameras. I know, bro. I know, I know. And yeah, the Three, eight, four lanes, but eight, you're going 40 miles per hour. No one walks across these roads. There's a part of the A40 that is 30 miles per hour, bro. Do you know the, what is crazy? Is that the one, wait, is that the one that goes from like Westfield to yes. Marlebone? Yes. It's, that's embarrassing. It's ridiculous. It's embarrassing. And I'll tell you why it's ridiculous, yeah? It's because it was never broken. It was never broken. They didn't need to fix it. It's not like there was bare accidents on that road and this, that, and the fourth and whatever. There was nothing wrong with it, ever. At all. And then all of a sudden, they've just changed it to that. And I got a flipping, that was a time when I got, um, uh, what was it, a speeding thing. I had to do speeding awareness off off that. Same, I did that a couple months ago, but not on that road, but I did it. Oh, is it, yeah? And you know what I hated about it? You go in there, when I did it, there was like eight people in the speed awareness course. Like I did it over Zoom. Yes, you did it over Zoom same, as well. Yeah, there was yeah, like yeah. eight people in there. And then we're about to start and then some guy joins it mad late. And then just as we're about to start, he's like, is that, is that Craig? Oh, and God. And I was like, oh. oh. <laughs> and, then, and then the guy that's running the course was like, what? do you know each other? And then, and then the guy was like, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> then, and, then, and then when I was looking at the thing, he's like in his little box and thing like, as in say like, like no don't worry like, I'm holding it down I don't know what happened yeah I was thinking to myself what actually happens when real famous people have, have to, to do, do this like say that like Stormzy or Adele yeah, yeah. had to go and do one of these and sit in there like they don't they don't do that do they surely no they would have to they can't get a private thing and like no. a special no if, do you know if I'm Stormzy or one of these celebrities and that happens to me I'm taking the points 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just taking the points. Probably. I'd rather take the three points. And I'll tell you this now. If I'm in the speed and awareness course, yeah, and I see one of them lot in there, Mm. I'm screenshotting it. I'm screenshotting (laughs) it it and it's going on the internet. I'm just saying. No, don't say that. I'm going to be like, rah. Look how my day started, bro. I'm doing a speed and awareness fucking thing and Madonna's in here. Imagine. Could you, you get what I'm saying? And the, and the, and the course instructor's like asking questions. Like, oh, what's your thoughts on this? And then Madonna's like, oh, well, like, but the maddest thing is you would see her yard in the background of the Zoom would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, It'd be exactly. like halls and everyone else is just like in a like small room. <laughs> Bro, it was embarrassing, man. And that, that course was just three hours as well. Yeah, it was. I thought so that mine was a bit longer than that. It's mine mad. was three hours, bro. It was the long, it was dragging. Did you not have a break? Or did you just go? Yeah, we had a break. We had a 15 yeah, yeah, minute break. Yeah. But I remember on that specific day when I did it, it was like boiling. It was one of those hot days in London. So I was just in my apartment, like on Zoom doing this court, bro. You wouldn't be long. outside. Um, obviously, everyone knows, friend of the show, Craig Mitch is here, naturally. It's been well, a go on. Has it been a minute? Yeah, I think it's been, it's been a, minute. a strong minute. It's been for quite a few months. Yeah, yeah. You've been alright. You've been good. Yeah, man. I can't yeah, complain. Yeah, man. You're outside. Life's just good. like I love. You know what I mean? I tell you all the time. But yeah, yeah, and yeah. More time when I tell you, I tell you here now. Yeah, I don't yeah, know why. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Not personally, but you know, I love seeing what you're doing and whatever. No, I appreciate just it, man. Likewise. Ascending, and that's what we're. That's that's what essentially we're always trying to do: ascend, mm. keep going, connect dots, and just like do fulfill a purpose and try and enjoy it in in the process so facts yeah man i think a lot of i don't know if people know but it's so mad when i think about that like i met you years ago i don't know if it was was it jump off the base yes probably yeah yeah so that was like 2011 2012 yeah yeah so we're talking like 11 12 years ago bro so like even just like obviously we're in it and we're just working and doing what we're doing but just to see everyone's journey mm. and like the growth of the scene from when we're having jump off debates on YouTube where no one was making YouTube content. 100%. To seeing the kind of industry that there is now and how everyone's making money, everyone's doing things like, bro, it's, yeah, it's actually incredible when you sit back and think about it. Honorable shout out to um, Harry and Ara as well from the jump off yeah. and that uh, big, big them up every time. Um, we are limited with time today, so we're just gonna get straight to yeah, the we vibes. Got, we're gonna get straight to it. Um, do you know what? I'm gonna start off by saying this. Go on. Little Yoy, come here quickly. <laughs> Little Yoy, come here. <laughs> I, need have, I need to have a conversation with you. I love your relationship with Drake. I actually like it a lot. And I love how free you two are and the connection that you two have together. But you know what? Stay away from this fucking musical side of Drake next time. All right, mate? Stay away from it. I don't want you anywhere near it going forward, okay? Have you got that? No, I'm mm. <laughs> oh, man, stuck it on your. No, I'm playing. joking. I'm playing. I'm playing. The only reason why I mention that is because I don't even really watch Yotti like that. Only t- anytime I see Yotti, usually is when I see him with Drake mm. of late. Yeah, and there's like been a couple of times where I've just seen them just chopping it up or whatever, and I just love the conversations that them. T- well, the friendship that them two seem to have. Yeah. But I did um, watch something where he was talking about like this being the greatest thing that Drake was ever gonna do, yeah? Yeah, I saw that. And I was never, like, let me be clear. And I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way, but I was never, like, holding what Yachty said as gospel. Yeah. But it did get me a bit excited, because I love Drake, innit? I think everyone felt like that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Initial thoughts? On the album? Yeah. Alright, when we say initial, do we mean when it dropped and I pressed play and listened to it? Or because we're recording this on a Tuesday, 
So it's like Saturday, Sunday, Monday, like four days, three, four days after it's dropped. Right. We've so what do you mean? Initial so, one right now. Do you know what? No. Okay, let me go a little bit further back. When he dropped the the, the song with Scissor, mm. was you extra excited off the back of that? I, I didn't think the song was um, incredible that they dropped. I think when they announced they were dropping that song and they put up that little Halle Berry thing with the slime and whatever, yeah. I was gassed. It's Drake yeah. and Scissor. Yeah, like we're talking two powerhouses. So I was gassed. Then when the song dropped and he's talking on the intro and it's got that slow beat, didn't really have a hook. I was like, ah. then the more I played the song, I like the bit at the end where it breaks down yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. doing the whole month thing. And then he goes into that whole little drizzy moment. The song grew on me, but then when I heard the song within the album, I liked it a lot more. Right. You know, sometimes that happens. 100%. You hear the song isolate, but you hear it within the project and you're like, that okay, that makes sense. But yeah, the song itself, when it dropped by itself, I, I was, it didn't get me like super excited for the album. I was really excited because you know, like, I'm over your Mitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Drake fan. I've been a Drake fan. Yeah. Like anyone that knows me and follow me online knows I'm a Drake fan. Yeah. So I was excited anyway. And I felt like he had something to prove. I felt like he saw what people, because Drake's someone that sees what's going on online, isn't it? Like, yeah. And I felt like he saw the criticisms he was getting for like CLB, Dark Lane demo tapes, which I like, by the way. I like Hon- Honestly, never mind the house album, obviously got quite critiqued. And do you know what the malice thing is? I like that. I don't like the album. There's songs on it I like though, but I don't like it as an album. I do. Do you? Yeah, okay. I do. And do you know what? I actually feel like CLB is a super underrated album. I really like it. Okay, this, this is the thing about CLB. It is underrated, but my problem with CLB is there's loads of good music on there, good songs, uh-huh. but it just didn't sound like a cohesive body of work, CLB. So I couldn't figure out really what the theme was on the album or... You know when you want things to be woven together and tight-knit so you understand what the vision of the artist was? Mm-hmm. And the whole build-up for Certified Lover Boy was like, oh, i got a heart in my thing. We, we, we thought there was going to be like a real, real theme to it. And then when the album dropped, it just felt like songs were like... You had Knife Talk and then you had like Fair Trade and then... You, do you know what I mean? It just felt a bit all over the place. I, mm. I think everyone wanted just a cohesive, solid body of work that was thematic, that people could understand. And that's why everyone was like really thinking that for this, for, for the dogs. Because Herlos kind of wasn't like that either. It was obviously him and 21 Savage, just like it was a collab album and they're kind of like talking about women and that and getting on their, you know, misogynistic type yeah, yeah. bag. But for the dogs, we are thinking, give us that cohesive body of work that we ain't had for a minute. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, see with CL, CLB, initially, that was probably a, a, a bit of my critique as well on that. Mm. But like, I think as time went on, I kind of almost pushed that aside and I was just listening to it in the car and it just flowed for me oh. in the whip. Do you get what I'm it's saying? So when I it. took away from like what I was probably expecting at the time, um, also from what I would have liked for him to have done, listening to that, like pushing that away and just listening to it in isolation, away from the noise or whatever, yeah. it just like... As time's gone on, I've liked it more and more and more. And I'm like, I think for me, when it is all said and done for Drake, whenever that is, yeah, I feel like for me personally, I will always say, CLB is probably Drake's most underrated project for me. Yeah. Well, I think so, because most of his projects are quite rated. Yeah, exactly. And and the mad thing about Drake projects is, every time they drop, right, every time they drop without fail, he's one of those artists, I think... For whatever reason, maybe it's to do with him as a person or where he's been placed within mainstream and just people's 
ideologies of him, but he's an artist that is heavily critiqued. Yeah. Like heavily critiqued. I know all artists get critiqued to an extent, but the magnitude in which Drake gets critiqued, and maybe that says something to his to his greatness. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like 100%. when Messi and Ronaldo were scoring 40, 50 goals a season, when man hit 30 goals in a season, people were like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah. they're falling off. Do you know what? But Mitch, that's still heard, better than I everyone a, else. I heard a quote the other day yeah, that I loved and I think it will always stay with me. Yeah? And it was I heard it in the David Beckham doc where the commentator said, he, he's finding out that the wind blows stronger at the top of the mountain. Mm. And I think that that super applies to Drake because mm. he's at the top of the mountain. That yep. wind is going to blow. And it's, the thing is, yeah, like, I guess that is to be expected. But I also think at times, and maybe this is a lot easier said than done, but it's like, once you've done, it's undeniable. It's undeniable. At what point do you still pander to that? to feeling as though you have something to prove. And I guess like maybe the best athletes or the people that like are the most successful are the ones that always find ways to tap into that. And mm. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe they do, you know, find, you know, there, there's something in that, that that keeps them at that level. But at what point do you say, people can say what they want to say about record sales. They can say what they want to say about flows. They can say what they want to say about talk, whatever it may be, or even on a, a declining one. I remember that was a thing that people used to weaponize Drake with a little bit. He's getting worse. And it's like, well, I didn't like the term worse. Yeah. I never liked the term worse. Mm. But it's like, understand, look at all of what this Don has done. At some point, of course, there's going to be a little bit of a, a decline. Yeah. But let's not pander, let's not like, let's not weaponize that and use that against him because that is something that is going to, that would happen to everyone in every field. But it's like, he's exclusive to that. It's like, if something doesn't work or it doesn't go well, it's just considered as worse and he's getting worse and it, it becomes this whole thing. And then I guess like, maybe for him, he feels as though he now has to do something about that. But it's like, you don't have to do nothing about that, bro. Yeah. You don't have to do one single... Bro, Drake, I was think I went to a uni thing. I played at a uni thing the other day, yeah? And I was like, rah, the majority of people in here are about like 18, 19, 20, might get a 21-year-old or whatnot. You know, like they're pretty much their... Most of their life has featured Drake. Mm. Like most bro most of their life yeah. from when they was all five years old mm. and could understand music drake has existed so oh, to eight, me oh, nine, yeah so to me i just think like i just don't i just don't i don't feel like he needs to pander to any of that type of stuff but that goes to like uh, something that i'm going to elaborate on a little bit later all right i just think with drake right you've got you've got hip-hop purists that never liked him um, you know we know a couple of them yeah and then you've got, you know, you got the hip hop boom bap purists that never liked him anyway. And they didn't like even Kanye because these were artists, hip hop artists that were changing hip hop sonically. Yeah, of course. So it was all about lyricism before. Then you've got Kanye and then you've got Drake, who's almost like an offspring of Kanye, who is making singing rap now. Mm. Half rapping, half singing, rap that can go in the pop charts, that's palatable for a much bigger audience. Mm. And people felt like they were diluting hip hop and rap. And Drake, I feel like, has always been level with that criticism because he's a hybrid, isn't he? He's like a Prius. Hmm. He's been a rapper and singer equally his whole career. If you listen to So Far Gone, it's half singing, half rapping. Hmm. Family Later, same. Take Care, same. Hmm. Nothing was the same with his probably his most hip hop album, and there was still a lot of singing songs on there. 
so on so forth throughout his whole career. So I feel like there's a lot of people within rap, especially people that are from the streets that love street shit, that's always seen him as soft, corny. Do you get what I'm saying? A bit cringy, crying for girls, you know, stereotypically light skin. Mm. That I think I've always just wanted to see him decline anyway. And the fact that we're like 14, 15 years into his his career in the mainstream level, and he still is like up there and spoken about as like you said at the top of that mountain. I think there's a lot of people out there that are just a bit resentful. They hate it. Yeah, they're they hating. Hate they're hating. I think and they, there's no new. There's no prospect that looks like they're taking this over. By the way, no. But that's the thing. I think that's why people are a bit frustrated as well because I think they're looking at it like maybe if he dropped off four or five years ago and was not at the top and was floating around here then we could just begin to be a bit less critical of his music. But because he's still up there, he's still breaking the numbers, his album dropped, it's going to go number one, it's going to do 450,000 first week. No one's doing that in America like that within rap. Some people are like, oh, when is this going to end? <laughs> like, I honestly think people believe that. But I'll be real, the music has the music has definitely dropped off in quality, Chucky. 100%. It's definitely dropped off in quality. Any, every, I'm a Drake fan and I can admit that, like, it's dropped off in quality. But I also think that's because, one, he's trying to cater which he shouldn't do. Mm. He's trying to cater to such a massive audience. Mm. Cause when you listen to this new album, there's like a future sounding song with Daylight. Mm. Then there's the Yachty song, Another mm. Late Night, which is that kind of bag. Then you got like an R&B bag. Mm. Then you got a Latin bag with Bad Bunny. Then you got the Miami strip club music with with a uh, sexy red and that there's just too, you're trying to cover too many bases. Yeah, yeah. Where we feel like you're at the point in your career where you're such a certified legend you don't need that, that you can just go make that laser focused hundred genre R&B project or rap project, and the culture will celebrate it, and it might not crazy dominate the charts, but you don't need to. Right. You're fully gone. You're, taking, you're a legend now. You're taking the words out of my mouth. But, go. but I think Drake reached a fork in the road a couple years ago in his career where he said, either I go that route and do an age and be an artist that's aging and maturing with my audience. Like when I, I'm in my thirties now. When I first started listening to Drake, I was in my early twenties. Like mm. I either go with them and mature with them or I play the relevancy game and and stay relevant with the younger fan base, and I think he I think years ago yeah, he, he chose that. yeah he, picked he that. chose that side of the road. I think and that's interesting because also I think that is something that a lot of people do find themselves doing anyway. It within music, but then you can make a lot of money from this. Is not aimed at Drake, by the way. So let me take Drake out of it and bring it bring him back in. You can make a lot of money doing that. You see, once that thing dies, you end up dying with that. Mm. And then that thing that then becomes back in again, because remember, these things usually just go around in cycles. It's like, you've died with this thing. The thing that you naturally were is now in, but you can't go back there now because everyone knows you for this. I think the fortunate thing for Drake here is that he's had such a long career that he can play both sides. He can do whatever it is that he wants to do. He's in rarefied air, man. But I think, I think... I would be, I'm curious to find out or like want to know exactly where his true happiness is. Like if, if nothing was, if he wasn't going to be critiqued in this way, yeah, even though he'd get critiqued regardless, if he wasn't going to get critiqued, um, hypothetically speaking, where would he, where would he go? What would he actually do? If it wasn't a factor of like pandering to the younger lot to sell records or to do whatever. Like, what would he actually do? 
Like, where does his happiness actually really lie? That's what I, where I'm curious from. But anyway, when I listen to the album, yeah, <laughs> I remember like, I pull it on naturally. I think like everyone, you know, you're hearing, uh, was it Virginia Water or whatnot? And Man I'm said thinking, Virginia Water, Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach, that's it. Man said Virginia, Virginia Water. Water you, know? you know who's from I've Virginia, heard, you know who's from Virginia Beach absolutely. as well, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay, okay. So Not thinking, Virginia Water. Well, nah, nah. <laughs> I know a girl from Virginia, Virginia Water still. But, um, which is what, we got a Virginia Water here. You know that, it's by Slough, isn't it? Oh, crazy. By Slough, that. yeah, that's probably what was in my head. But um, I thought he was coming out on smoke, bro. Wait, before you heard the song? Before I heard it. Yeah, everyone did. Yeah. I Intro thought, as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought he was coming out on smoke, maybe Pusha in T's hometown. A hundred percent. That's mind games, though. I think yeah, he is. still did that it's on mind games. It's a mind game thing. Yeah, it's a mind game thing. But on mind another game. song on the album, he said, he said, I can't remember what song it is, but he said, um, I can go Virginia, but you know you can't you can't come no, around yeah. here. Do you remember when he yeah, said that yeah, was yeah, like yeah. he was he he's, was there's always little, little some, there's yeah, always yeah. a little something. But even then, to be fair, like obviously I like to see them two go back and forth. But at times I'm like, nah, like just good, like make it someone new now. No, I, I love that's it. just thing. I, love I do it. like it. Anyway. I love it. I could go forever for me. Okay, fair enough. I love it. I love subliminals. Yeah, I, I enjoy all I enjoy them still. But I was like in my mind, even though I knew, I felt like he was gonna go, um, he was gonna like be on smoke. In my mind, I'm like, oh, you don't need to start your album going up my man. But mm. fair. I think he's, didn't he start, um, am I going wrong? Free Smoke or one of them? Was it Free Smoke or? On... I don't want to get this wrong, but he started on Scorpion. How did that start? Because I oh, remember. All of this disorder, no address and the crown is broken in pieces is and survival? there's more in my possession. Yeah, it is survival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He starts and he's, he's there then. He's like, I was gonna. Man, I thought about it. Right. But anyway, so I was like, he's kind of done that already, but I'm here for it still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he started it with the whole singing thing and whatnot. I'm like, right, cool. I'll be honest, a lot of people weren't like it. I liked that song a lot. I liked that song a lot. When I first heard it, I was thrown off. Because like you said, I thought, I heard the beat and the beat was sounding cold. It was building. It the felt, beat's hard. It felt cinematic. Yeah, Frank Ocean hard. sample comes in. I was like, oh my God, we're getting Tusker Never Part 10. Hmm. It's going to go crazy. <laughs> yeah. How much time is this nigga spending on the intro? I thought it was yeah, gonna be yeah, one yeah, of them ones. ones. Yeah, then yeah. I hear him go leaning, <laughs> leaning. I was like, whoa. whoa. Yeah, yeah. But when I went back to the it, I like though. it. No, I like it. I like how he had, I like how he approached it as well, Chucky. I, I like it. I don't even it. like it. You got have you gone back and listened to it since? I have. I was listening to it today as well. And you still can't get into it. I can't, bro. This is the first, I'll be honest with you, this is the first album from Drake that like I I listened to it and then I just never went back. I like, it took a couple of days for me to go the back. The album? Again. The whole album, bro. That must I must where you are. Bro, I listened to the album and I thought, I remember thinking to myself, is this still going on? That was a genuine thought for me. Is no, this still- be the mindset that you're in right now or bro, something, bro. Absolutely not, too, bro. There's too many R&B dances, nah, bro. Nah, this nah, is nah. what's happening. You're in a different nah, mindset. Nah, nah, nah. Not at all. <laughs> you're around 90s quality music too much, bro. That's nah, nah, nah. I mean, to be fair, I'm listening to a lot of um, K-Trap at the moment still, privately. Oh, wow, okay. But, but even then, I'm always ready for Drake, bro. I'm always ready for Drake. Yeah. So anyway, like that was, this is the first time I'd listened to it and I was like, there was a, a part, yeah, where I genuinely thought this is still playing. Like the album's still going. Like, you were getting I, bored? I was getting bored, Wait, bro. did you listen to the album all the way through? Yes. The 23 tracks? Yeah, like yeah, start, yeah. And you, you do the thing where you finish. don't interrupt or will? No, nah, so what? the only time that I did will, Whoa. I found myself finding it difficult to get past the J. Cole I, knew, I, knew I was there rewinding it, yeah. boom. I was there doing all of that and then mm. I was like, all right, cool. Like, let me carry on. Like, I'm just chilling, listening to it or whatever. 
Um, I didn't do the thing where as soon as it came out, I'm lying there listening to it because I'm not in the mood for that. I'm never in the mood for anything in the yeah. morning, usually, really. Even sex, to be honest with you, sometimes, I'll be honest with you. Oh, I love a morning sex. Oh, do you? Nah, I'm not even. Nah. I do sex. it for the culture, but. Just turn on the side, the side strokes, and nothing crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to jump up and do the most, just quick spoon stroke. What, and then just get over and nah. done? And then, yeah, man, my, my day started. Uh, I, I like that strongly. ones. I just do it for the culture. It's oh, not right. Else. Cause you can't even really kiss as well. It's like yeah, that's why, and I like it. I like kissing. So there, I'm so like, I love a boy. This is the CLB right here. <laughs> so when I can't do that, I'm like getting all in the neck and that. Like, I hear you. I you hear you. Me. You're trying to your breath, <laughs> so you're trying not to. But that's why I like a spoon from behind. But anyway, yeah, I hear that still. But yeah, anyway, so boom, like that was a thought for me, and then then I thought I was not mad when I listened to it, and I felt like I didn't love it. I, obviously, I listened to it again. Yeah. Um, I wasn't mad at the fact that I didn't like it. Because I didn't like it. Why As a whole, if I'm being honest with you. What would you mean you wasn't mad at the fact? Because you know what? Like, maybe I'm too nice. Maybe I'm too nice. But this was my perspective. Drake has been musically a part of my life for a large chunk of it. Yes. And for a large chunk of it, I've loved it. I've loved so much different elements of it. And I've gone to so many of the different, like, shows and like I've got so much emotional connections to like his music his projects is like it's so much of it has lived with me yeah so I can't now be mad after all of these years that he's given me something that I don't like mm. I can't be my my main my main thought was as soon as I finished listening to it I thought you know what I am not the demographic for this I felt this is just in my mind I was like I'm not really the demographic for this and it's fine like, it feels like I'm gonna probably go and check my dad. My, my little brother lives with my dad. I'm gonna go there and he's gonna be, he's 17 years old and he's gonna be gassed about this year, this project. And we're gonna probably talk about it, have conversations about it and whatnot. And I know that when, when me and my brother have this conversation, I'm gonna come away from that conversation thinking, rah, like imagine this Don has been a part of my life this whole time. And now I've got a 17 year old brother who's looking at him almost the same way that I did at a certain point. And I just think- I'd be surprised if that was the case though. Obviously maybe, you know your brother, I, know I don't him. know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, yeah. But if that is the case, I would just think that is like sensational. However, for me, I'm like, when you have listened to an artist for such a long time, you either consciously or subconsciously are growing with that artist, yeah? And I listened to this and I felt like, okay, he, it sounds like he doesn't want to grow with me anymore. Mm, yeah. He wants to do that yeah. and be with them. And if that's the case, then that's fair. But for me, this is just not for me. Okay, that's fair. Let me, let me say this. If we recorded this podcast mm. on the weekend, my take would be so different from what my take is today. You love it. Now. But we have to... No, whoa, love's a strong word. <laughs> love is a strong word. If we're talking about his catalogue, mm. it still ranks quite low within the catalogue for me. However, with every day that's going past, I'm liking this album more and more and more. And this is the drizzy effect that always happens with people. And the moment it starts turning, because I've already seen a couple people tweeting online or Xing or whatever we call this app now online, saying, <laughs> oh, the album, Drake's album's getting better. And I'll be looking at people's re replies or quote tweets and they're like, see, look, they're starting now. They're trying to act like... I remember that clip Jay-Z did on The Breakfast Club years ago when he talked about these first day reviews, 
second day reviews, one week reviews of albums. We're not even talking about singles or EPs here. We're talking about albums that people have put weeks, months into. And not just one person. We're talking about engineers, beat makers, producers, A&Rs, writers. All these people have come together. You know, you've worked in music, sat down for hours, tweaking things, doing all of this. And then people slap on a project, listen to it once and go, yeah, dead. How can that make sense? You have to live with something. And this is why I'm gonna start getting onto some of you out there. Everyone's entitled to their music opinion. And this isn't exclusive to Drake, by the way. But some of you out there, especially you lot on Twitter, and it's pissing me off, right? Are giving music reviews and critiques and you're not even listening to the music properly. 100%. So what I mean by that is, some of you don't have a gym membership. So you don't even listen to it in the gym. Some of you don't even drive. You don't have a car. So you're not whipping around hearing it in a car. Keep Some going. of you don't even go clubbing. So you're not out in those environments taking it in in the club. Right. All you do is, this is what you used to do now. Down drops. Take out their phone, some people. Yes. Play it. And they're listening to it on their- On their phone! How the fuck are you gonna get the Sonics from listening to this on your phone? Or even if, you're, if you've got speakers, nice speakers, you're sitting in your house playing EAFC, whatever it's called now, <laughs> or GTA. Keep going. Playing it, playing a computer game, listening in your yard, or you could just be cleaning your yard. Some music is built for multiple different environments. 100. So I can tell you as someone that drives and drives a lot, some things in the car just slap differently. Absolutely. And hit differently. They're designed for different environments. 100%. You can listen to this song here, doesn't slap. Listen to this song in a different room, man. You go in the gym, a song like Daylight on, on Drake's album. Uh-huh. Very future sounding, by the way. It sounds like he's doing a future tribute act, I'll be real. But in the gym, I was going mad. Mm-hmm. Fear of Heights. Oh, look, I know the track list. Oh, yeah, Fear of Heights. Fear of Heights. No. I'm not stumbling on the track list. I know the track list. Okay. He's going mad. I've dissected this album, bro. So there's people that ain't dissected the album, ain't lived through it, whatever. And then they're gonna try and have a conversation with people that are really taking it in. Like, I feel like a lot of people don't even know what the theme of the album, I know what the theme of the album is. I found out what the theme of the album is. It's all surrounded by vacations. This whole album is about him going on multiple different vacations with different women or with his boys and what goes down on those vacations. It's like, that's the theme of the album. All of these different bad holidays or trips he's had or good trips he's had. That's what this album's about. And then there's this underlying theme of um, Bark Radio. It's like a little ghost radio station. You know, you've got Snoop Dogg going B-A-R-K Radio. You've got Sade, which was mad on a song saying B-R-A-K Radio. Like, there's a theme under. However, I still don't think it's one of his best bodies to work. Yeah, because I was just about to say this. Come here a minute, mate. You said all of that, but I still don't like <laughs> you it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it. And I'm, a, listen, and I'm not mad at anyone that ain't heard saying, it. Yeah. But I'm more mad at right. people just giving quick reviews. No, that's, that's my problem. Bro, this is why we're here days later. Yeah. We, I record on a Friday. We could have sat here. Anytime an album comes, I say to Poe as well, album comes out or whatever, and we're not talking about it on yeah, Friday. Especially a big album. Yeah, exactly. And, and more time, I would have listened, sometimes anyway, I would have listened to it before I've got here. But I still, I want to live with certain things, certain, with, especially with certain albums or whatever, or certain artists, I need to do that. With this, I'm like, I hear all of that, mm. but I can't help the way that I feel when I listen to it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, feeling, it, for me, yeah. it just, and I wanted to, I wanted nothing more but to come here after a whole weekend mm. of driving around, listening, listening to it in different to it, yeah. dynamics or whatever, 
and like turn around and say, do you know what? Nah, in essence, I actually like it, but I don't. And the thing is, I don't, and it's fine. It's actually cool, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't even. I'm not. I'm not even using that against. I'm not using that against Drake. Sometimes I was seeing like. Oh, there was one thing that I saw online, yeah, Go on. where this Don's come up with this big major think piece um, on the Friday, yeah? yeah, and then someone on said, the Friday, on the Friday, big like loads of there was like you know that like, bare tweet. Bare money dropped Drake. at eleven a.m. on a Friday as well. Right, which but he is was late. In, he was I think he was in um, he was in New York. So anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like <laughs> threads. Then someone said, "Bro, like just live with it for a little little bit. Just live with it." Then he said, "Oh." I've heard the album four times already. Big man. How? It couldn't even, it's impossible. How? By minutes, by the time that this whole yeah, thing, you, you dropped this, it didn't, it, um, there's no way you listen yeah, to this you know four times. Yeah, that's Twitter and, math. Huh? That's Twitter math. Yeah, exactly. You know you got all this boy math, girl math, that's Twitter math. And who listens to albums, like who does that anyway? Like, I might listen to something and I might listen to it again, but I'm not gonna sit there with my arms folded and listen to something not, four times organic, to have a think piece. That's, I, I hate all of that. And plus, it, Look, it's, we're, it's one thing that we're talking about a, a 10, 12 track album, Chuck. It's 23 tracks. Yeah, it's right. like an hour, 20 minutes running time. Like, man, they out here need to stop the cap. I'll be real though. See this album, yeah? I don't think it's a great album. I, I'm with that. Like, anyone that says that, I understand. It doesn't but have one to thing be I'll great. say is, one, there's a lot of good music in this project. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of good music in this project. Um, and two, I think... I just think the features, the features for me is actually what let it down. A lot of people are going to say the features were cold. But for me, I just felt like a lot of them just didn't make sense for what Drake is trying to do. Like that Yeet one, mm-hmm. you're just, that's that's trying to be relevant, like Yeet. Like it, it, sonically, it didn't make sense. It doesn't suit you, Drake, your sound. You've just jumped on that because he's popular. Sexy Red, not yeah. needed. No. Lil Yachty, I know your boys. Not needed. You, see like what, the, you know what he wants to do with the bad bunny thing. Like, bad you know, bunny, like big, this is yeah. the whole business thing. But bro, the, I get like my main thing was with this was that like this is probably my only super deeper thought on this project. Yeah, was that one thing that I feel like I like about Drake at this moment in time is that he seems and comes across speculation. He seems and comes across super free he looks as though he's just doing what he wants to do and he looks like he's having a lot of fun with doing that if he wants yeah. to paint his nails he's going to paint it if he's going to put shit in his hair he's going to do it he's going to go wherever he wants to go he just mm. he seems so free to me and he seems like he's having such a good time in the process of being free 700 m's will do that boy well, yeah well, i hear that still but when i listen to this project yeah for me it didn't i didn't feel like i, I was seeing that freeness in the person that I see outside. Mm. I felt like I was seeing somebody who was taking away his freedom and saying, all right, cool. Like essentially, maybe it's not as simplified as this, but essentially, okay, what have I got to do to for the young bucks to like me and to sell some records? And that's not a, that's, that's not a person who seems free to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like- Someone's like you're playing a character. Yeah, a hundred percent. So like, I think I was looking for what you kind of went to, alluded to before, was just like that cohesive level of freedom. Yeah. Like, and just seeing exactly where he really was at. And also it being an album that like, I don't know, maybe might not have sold the most or whatever, but like it would have been something that people would have looked at and, and objectively said, do you know what? 
even though ne- this might not necessarily be for me, this is actually really good. Like mm. he's he's maybe you know tapped into the grown folk of himself in and also mixed that with a big part of his freedom of where he's at right now. So yeah, that was just my main thing. I think yeah, I just think he. The, sorry, sorry. The yeah, one thing I will say is the contradiction to that is, is that maybe he could easily argue and say, I feel free. That's why I'm doing that. Potentially, but I think the music doesn't reflect that. Like you no. said, I think when you're making songs with Ye, Lil Yachty, you're going for this new young current sound. I'm not saying artists can't experiment with other sounds. Drake's done that throughout his career. He's jumped on Afrobeats, he's jumped on Bashment, he's jumped on Drill. Some people have called him a culture vulture. Other people said, you know, he's just giving flowers for doing it, whatnot. But even when he did those things before, for me, it just felt a bit more authentic. Yeah, definitely. Do you know what I mean? And maybe that's because that type of music he was doing was grown anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If he's jumping on work with Rihanna and he's doing that kind of pop Bashment, it felt grown. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're whining in the video, it feels grown. When you do... Um, come close to a whiz kid it just feels grown when you're doing um, another late night with Little Yachty have you seen the video? nah I haven't with the seen car the spinning with the lights on no, it and you've got the clips in there I just think <coughs> I think yeah at his age it does feel very young like, I think even some people were saying that's, that freestyle we did with Sench yeah. on the radar yeah. like him just standing next to Sench he just looked like a big man yeah, yeah. compared to Sench and he is he's much older of than course. Sench I just think for Drake, he wants to remain number one. He always talks about these accolades. You know, he said on the song, what did he say at the end of the song with J. Cole? <coughs> They're asking when this will be repeated. Yeah, yeah. I'm one away from Michael Nigger, beat it. Mm. Like he wants these accolades. And I think he feels like in order for him to get these accolades, he needs to keep the Gen Z on side because rap is a young man's sport at the end of the day. And it's actually interesting because like, when you speak to a lot of youngers, like what you were saying about your brother, your brother might turn around when you speak to him and actually say, yeah, yeah, this Drake album, like Drake's one of my guys. But I actually think 17 to 22 year olds now are actually looking at Drake as just a legend goat type figure, how we look at Jay. Mm. I don't think they're looking at, like if you actually ask them who their favorite artist is, like I saw a thing with um, Kai Sennett basically saying how like his favorite artist, like his favorite artist is A Boogie. Mm. If you ask someone in our age group, we will be like, oh, A Boogie's good, but he's not. He's not they look at people like this now. No, I, do you know this, what? Dirk, do you know it's interesting? A boogie, these are their goats. Do you know it's interesting? Playboy Carty. I, I did a talk the other day. At school, well, it was at college, but it was school kids. Yeah, and um, I was like using loads of different metaphors and examples of certain things. But in in the talk that I had with them, I did ask them. I was like, oh, the point I was making is is that there's a people that always want to know what you're thinking, what you're wearing, what you're into, all of these type of things, and it's got mm-hmm. monetary value. That was kind of the premise of the thing. Yeah, and I was like, anyway. Who are you listening to and who do you like, yeah? Three of the kids said Drake. And I thought, bruh. Like, that's like a 30, well, 14 and 15 year old saying that. So, I hear you. Bro, I hear what you're saying in the sense that like, they might look at him as a goat figure, but so I think he's still penetrating. No, no. Those youths that, that are looking at him as like their, their favorite artist. But there's people that will retrospectively go back and, and do their due diligence and listen to the old albums and take it in and fall in love with it. Like I did that. Like when I was, when Tupac and that was out and Biggie, I was six. So I wasn't taking in their music like that. Actually, when I got in the 2000s and I was loving 50 and M and that role and whatever, I obviously grew up hearing Tupac and that because I'm my older cousin, but I'd have to go back and listen to some of their albums that I never listened to in order to appreciate them because I wasn't listening when they were coming out. When Take Care came out, that was 12 years ago, those 15-year-olds were three years old. Right. 
So they could they couldn't have taken the album in. They have to go and retrospectively digest the album. Whereas me and you and us, we lived with it. We were outside. Yeah, yeah. We were young. But they may not. They men may not do that. Taking bro. it in. Some of them may not do that. They might just be going forward with him. And that. Enjoy that. Oh yeah, yeah. All that. They could just be doing that. But what I'm saying is like that's why for us it's like we're here in our thirties. A lot of the people and the people I'm seeing on social media in my algorithms because I don't follow young people like that. Yeah. I've got loads of people complaining, going, oh, Drake, this ain't Drake, this ain't the Drake I know, I know. Why would it be the Drake you know? Like, that was time ago. Do you know what I mean? He's not gonna make that kind of music today. He wants to be relevant with the youngsters. He wants to compete with NBA Youngboy, Playboy Kai. Travis Scott is moving the most units now. He's that guy. He's the one that's selling out shows in Egypt and making people like me go there in my big 30s and he doesn't no, even show you. up. It's crazy. But Mitch, you know what it is, yeah? Even though I agree with what you're saying, and even though he is more than in, in his right to do that, that is just a bit of my problem with yeah. him. It's just like, he doesn't need, he's Drake. He doesn't need to do any of this. He can just do him and he can create and and do something fucking, he could just, he could just do him. He doesn't need, it's good enough for yeah. me, for me. Um, so yeah, that's why like in a nutshell, that creates, that freedom that I see that he has in his life, which it looks like anyway, the music was almost a contradiction to that freedom. That yeah, was the, yeah, ma- yeah, yeah. the main point. Um, couple things, yeah. The Rihanna dig. I got a Anti. thing on that. I got a thing on that. You know, like, obviously Drake's be, come to, sometimes comes across as an, an antagonist and he seems like he's very, like, obviously he's outside, he's doing what he wants in it, yeah. But I do think that he probably hears a lot of things. And I don't think that Drake, after seven years, how long has it been since Rihanna's been outside? Seven, eight years? Yeah. Around, around that, it's a long time. And came out 2016, I seven don't, years. And they were dealing with each other God knows how long ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't feel that Drake wakes up out of his bed one day and just says, you know what? I'm just gonna go out Rihanna. Mm-mm. I personally think Someone said something to him, whether it is true or not, whether she had said it or not, whether, you know, when you got friends like, um, no disrespect to my man, but what's his name? Hollywood Unlocked. What's, what's my man's name? The light skinned brother who's always in oh, everything. God. Jason Lee. Jason Lee, yeah. He's really good on Breakfast Club, by the way. But when you got friends like that, because he's always talking about Rihanna and being in her yard yeah, yeah, and this, yeah. that, and the other, and whatnot, and he's a gossip king. Of yeah. course. When you got friends like that, it wouldn't surprise me if you're sitting there with ASAP, couple friends, whatnot, say, maybe say a certain thing, and then he goes off with his mat now. I'm not yeah. blaming this on him, but I'm just using an example. He goes off with his mat, and then regurgitates a little element of what was said, and then that, before you know, gets passed back to the thing. And net before you know it, a man's come back and said, I don't know why people still think that I'm all like head up, what did he say? Um, hung up on hung you. Up, yeah, yeah. So I'm just letting you know that I heard what you said. I heard what you said. Yeah. And I'm not gonna just let that fly. I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna just talk about it to my brethren. I'm just gonna let everybody know that I just don't feel like, I just don't feel like I, do. I think that's true. That could be true as well. But I also think, you gotta remember, when that was first announced, I don't know if you remember online, when it was first announced that Rihanna was pregnant with their first child, not the yeah. second one, the first one. Yeah. Everyone, there was two narratives that ran online. One was ASAP one, which he did. Yeah. He won. <laughs> he hit the jackpot. He's with a billionaire. He got Rihanna, one of the greatest pop icons of all time. Leng, we all love bad gal Riri. ASAP, you've done it, my bro. We saw the journey of you in Fashion Killer video 10 years ago. 10 years later, you got it. You're, you're hope for all of us. This is like Notting Hill with Hugh Grant and Julia Roberts but in real life, except ASAP's famous as well. But anyway, yeah, he bagged the baddie, right? Cool. But the other narrative the was- number one. 
The other, yeah. The other narrative was, well, back then, I don't know about now, but the what other- What you say, because she's had two youths, that's just fallen off. Are you doing that? She has fallen off uh, anyway, though. Uh, anyway, she has, on, she's not that. Like, on, I, think, I think Sis is better than her now, but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> for on. another day. I think Sis stepped in her throne. But the other narrative was, Drake somewhere crying now. The memes came out, bro. Yeah. It had nothing to do with him. Two people have had a child. It's a big thing, it's a big announcement, but the internet still found a way to drag a man's name into it. I saw the memes. Drake crying memes, Drake this memes, he's burning, Drake's punching the air right now. They were doing it more for him than Chris Brown. Even though Chris Brown is the guy that we've always associated yeah. with Rihanna. That's true. But you know what we got, because we do have to leave in a moment, but I do want to bring up what, one what time thing is it? quickly. It's nearly half past. Already? Yes, bro. I know, it's mad. That's horrible. Um, what was I going to say? I think that the bar becomes different if there wasn't an undertone. If there wasn't an undertone, he would have addressed it, but he might have been a bit more friendly with it. Like yeah, he yeah, might yeah. have just said like something about people thinking that he's still checking like like in my girl when really he's doing X, Y, and Z. But the vim that he went at sounded to me as though there's an undertone. So you said something, and I've yeah, heard that, and I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Budden, where it, where in what he said did you feel he was? wrong or did you believe that he was what right? joe budden said yeah i think there was i think there was fair critiques in there i think what i don't like is and this is gonna sound like i'm just caping for drake but what i don't like is which you're gonna cape right now god no what i'm gonna say is i'm gonna I'm, be, I'm trying to be as objective as possible joe was fair to say what he said i think um i just feel like the tone in which he was saying it and the attitude he was giving it, like, oh, you're 36, why are you still hanging around with little girls, all of that. It's the, sometimes it, things are just down to tone, you know? It's not even actually what you're saying. 100%. It's how you say it. You know as a podcaster, me and you, if we come on this platform here and do what Joe Budden does about certain artists in our scene, no one can tell me they ain't got a problem with that. No. Whether they choose to message they us would. on social media like Drake or whatever, or do but it behind the scenes. I say it in a polite way and I still- and There I, you I go. Get. So Joe's on there doing what he does with Drake. And some people are gonna go, oh, he's just doing his job as a podcaster, but sometimes it's just about the way you execute it. And I think Drake was within his right as well to clap back. He went a bit mad with the clap back. He, he, he basically said yeah, you're a I failure. Think I don't think he needed this. to do all of that still, but listen, you can't. But I feel like someone... that was a straw that broke the camel's back though. Possibly. I don't think it was that, that particular that, incident. And that was going to be my point. I think Joe, I actually agreed with a lot of what Joe said. Yeah, I felt he so was wrong I. to mention the, the him sleeping with 25 year olds or whatever else, because I just think now, one thing that I don't like here is now you've got a missus that's in her thirties and all these type of things, you're gonna be at the top of the hill doing the moral high road yeah, thing yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, you can't do when before, when you was in yours and you had sin- You would have a child of that. You, right then, yeah. And then also, I just think as well that like, there was also just the other elements of it that made it a bit personal, but you coupled that with the fact that like, this was the same platform that Pusher went on and exposed to you and did this and like, there's a hot, and also Joe spending a, a, a decent amount of his podcasting career in terms of highlights and dissing Drake and sub like, it's the, it's the straw that broke And the also, camera. also as well, like I was saying, I said it to Mimi as well, it's like, Joe has favorites. Yeah, Jay, like there are Jay, artists. Diddy. I listen to it. There are artists. Jay, Diddy, Kendrick, even he doesn't really critique certain artists the way he does Drake. So my my thing is, if you're going to be objective with everyone and offer pros and cons to every single artist and what they do, their moves and their music, fair enough. But for some, you don't offer no criticism to, only praise, mm. and then for others like Drake, it's 
pro it's criticism and praise and, and a mixed bag so if i'm someone if i'm like a legend in the game and i see you just pandering to other legends but you don't pander to me the same then fuck you in it strong why not like why are they getting favoritism like that's that's how i would look at it like you're not gonna pay my bills there's no skin off my nose if me and you ain't got a good relationship so i just feel like i think drake went a bit mad that he went a bit he harsh did because you do do he must know now that joe is gonna absolutely milk this to bits Everyone's going straight to the podcast. He knows this. He loves it. He understands the game. And he will spend an hour talking on his own, beautifully like, put, like, beautifully putting sentences together that in the moment at times you will feel like, yeah, do you know what? He's probably right until you actually dissect elements of what he's saying and you're like, yeah, this sounds a bit mad. But the thing so. is, if he starts slating him now on the podcast, it's almost going to make him look bad as well because you weren't doing that before. That wasn't the energy you was on. And because Drake's done this now, now you're going to flip your energy basically. And then go into this mode. In 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 a, like just to summarize, then yeah, where I know it's still early. Yeah. But where in his catalog would you put this project? Then I'm gonna put it above. Are we including the the, the playlist type projects? Like if you're reading this, yes. Dark Lane, More Life. We're including them, not yes. just albums. Uh, I uh, just all of them. I'd all say, of them. All of them. I'd say the only ones below it, the ones below it, so you can get an idea of where it is. Are honestly never mind. Okay. Uh, CLB. Okay, raw. Dark Lane demo tapes. I think CLB's better than this. Dark Lane demo tapes. So I think those three are below it I right now. Are, I think those are above it. Bear in mind, this is early, innit? Like, yeah. in, 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 at the moment, this is, at mind. the moment, this is probably bottom for me. But below, honestly, never mind. Absolutely. And do you know what? And do you know what, yeah? <laughs> oh, my days. Bottom sounds like a bad thing. Yeah. Really, it's not bad. It's just at the bottom. Yeah. But it's not bad. Bruv, there's some In his catalogue, it's not. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But yeah. But we'll find out how this ages. Um, yeah, there's still bare things to talk about and whatnot, yeah. But we'll just come back and just pod another day. But Because yeah, um, it's been well overdue, my bro. Come on. But um, love always. Yeah, man. Love, love every time. Thanks for listening, everyone. And in fact, in the comments, yeah, I'm curious to find out what you think um, about it. In fact, I don't know if I am. I don't know if I am curious to know what you lot think about this one, to be fair. I'm saying seven out of ten. Seven? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to go with 3.5 for me, you know. What? But it might change. We'll see where we are next yeah, week. Love. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist-approved, so fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.